Welcome to episode 55 of the Amanda Wagner podcast, the place for fiercely ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders who want to get off the sidelines, be known for something that matters and claim their spotlight. In this episode, we share our feelings around the word boss babes and CEO and some of the other words that make us feel a little icky. We talk about some of the myths and bullshit we've been told about what it means to be a quote unquote real entrepreneur. And we dive into some of the language that we hear a lot, how we respond to it, and how for two people who think language is incredibly important, we realize that some of this can actually be put to rest. I'm Amanda Wagner, a business strategist, coach, and professional speaker. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner podcast is the place for ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs who are done shopping for shortcuts, no longer waiting for an invitation to do what they want, and are ready to claim their spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and triumphs of ambition and bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically in a noisy world, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs with big ambition. My name is Amanda Wagner, and in 2017, I bought a sweater that said Boss Babe and a water bottle that said Hustle Hard. There is my confession. Somebody out there listening is saying, yep, me too. I can't be the only person who within a year of these purchases had some no feelings and promptly sold or donated these items to somebody else. I will admit that it was a trendy time to be a boss babe, clearly because of all the sweaters and merch that was available. And clearly I needed something to belong to that was bigger than myself. Having been freshly laid off, I was on a mission. I had something to prove. And Boss Babe gave me some validation, some sort of authority that I was doing what I wanted. What better way to prove what I'm doing than to be a self-proclaimed boss who is hustling hard and doesn't need anyone but herself to be successful and to be a babe at that? Who can ask for anything more? Amen. <laughs> Liz, you don't have any shameful boss babe merch in your past. I do not. So tell me where this conversation slash confession hits you. Well, I I get the feelings for sure. Though those boss babe girl boss terms make me feel bleh, kind of mm -hmm. icky. I didn't buy the sweater, but... I did follow some hustle hard types on Instagram for a bit. So I completely feel where you're coming from. I think what kills me is that even with the girl boss brand and company and marketing, sometimes there are really great things in their newsletter. And I follow on Instagram and I'm like, hell yeah. And then I'm like, oh, but do we have to call it girl boss? Absolutely. I love the girl boss brand. I think they have really valuable resources. I used to listen to the podcast, but just the feeling I have about that word is so different than what I feel about what that brand offers. Totally. And I think it's also something that I, bottom line, I feel like I've outgrown it that in the beginning it was hip and trendy and boss babe and girl power. But now, as I'm a little bit older, I am a little bit more serious. I'm definitely feeling some of those cringy feelings. And I can't imagine that we are the only people feeling this. Uh, much of what I've heard as far as the boss babe conversation goes rests into one or two, one of two camps. So number one is this female empowerment. You're not working for somebody else. You are a card carrying boss babe, CEO, mompreneur, or some other clever wordplay title. 
and you've got the sweater, you've got the water bottle, the yoga mat, the necklace to prove it, and you show it off like nobody's business. The other camp is that you're firmly off the boss babe train and defend that no man would ever be called boss hunk or dadpreneur or any of these other horrible Franken titles and that women shouldn't be either. There's a big question of what does my family status have to do with my ability to run a business or to be an entrepreneur? The fact that this is a, an ongoing conversation and we are still seeing boss babe and mompreneur and she all, all over the place tells me that there are bigger questions at play. Some of those questions that, that I thought of in just in doing some research and prep for this episode is, so what makes an entrepreneur? What's the difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur or a freelancer, a business owner or entrepreneur or independent contractor? Who knights us with the right to use these titles and what responsibilities do these titles carry with them, if any at all? I also question, are we devaluing being an entrepreneur by saying mompreneur? Or similarly, are we changing or devaluing a parenting label or family label by adding preneur to the end? Why does the family status of being a parent even come into play when we're talking about entrepreneur? I'm also not a wifepreneur or a daughterpreneur. But for some reason, this, this mom thing comes into place. I'll tell you right now that I have more questions than answers. I cannot answer all of these questions. I have said before that my curious brain wants to do a million PhDs and just get to study and research all of these things. And one of those big questions that if I did a PhD, I would love to study the difference in how people label themselves and how it impacts their profitability and other metrics of success in business. At this point, I'm going to save that years of uh, like six years of study and doing a PhD for another time, but it's something that is not going away in my mind. How do we perceive and title ourselves and how does that impact our actual success, our actual profitability, what metrics matter there? Um, fascinatingly, as I read about this term mompreneur, so much of what I read was from around 2011 to 2014, which surprised me. Uh, that's 10, 10 years ago. And it's still being used because it must be connecting with some people. So even though I bought my boss babe sweater in 2017 and thought that I was on the cusp of that, it obviously existed before that and was a topic of conversation. So this isn't a new thing that is coming to light. Instead, it's, it's language that has really just kind of been assimilated into being a woman who is running a business. Um, I will also tell you, I don't have the glossary all sorted. I will also tell you that I notice many women hedge on their titles that we often slide into saying freelancer instead of business owner or we'll say business owner instead of entrepreneur, that for some reason leveling up that title doesn't feel valid or legitimate, or it feels like we need somebody else to give us that title before we're actually allowed to, to use it. I do have to laugh in one of the mompreneur articles that, that I read. I texted Liz about this in preparation and the author had said, similarly, some men will use the term dadpreneur. And I texted Liz and said, 
I will give a thousand dollars to every man who actually calls themselves dadpreneur because I can't imagine it's happening that much. Uh, so I, in some ways I have to laugh at the conversation that's happening, but I wanted to, to explore it here because I think that I do see so many people hedging and I see some fear around using a title and want to take some of the, the fear and anxiety out of it, but also debunk some of the crunchy feelings and, and I'm okay not being a boss, babe. I'm okay not being a daughterpreneur or a wifepreneur. Yeah. Liz's face is saying everything right now. Also, what a mouthful, right? Like that's just a lot to say too. Yeah. I find myself just, I, I find this conversation so interesting because I, over the course of a week, if I think back to the people I've talked to, I've probably called myself a freelancer, an entrepreneur, and a business owner, depending upon who I was talking to and what I think their understanding of the word is as well. Like last night I had a chat, I called myself a business owner. And most of the time I refer to myself as a freelancer, but I called myself a business owner because I knew that person would understand what that meant. Right. So having all of these terms has also clouded things for people too. Like what, what is a freelancer? What does a business owner mean? Right? Like it's become so complicated. And there's no glossary because I, trust me, I tried, I looked up freelancer versus independent contractor versus business owner. And looking at some of these things, there are so many different opinions and there are different levels of research around it. And often these terms have to do with the legality of your business. Or it's like, if you are incorporated, then you are an entrepreneur. If you have a team of X many people, then this is what you are. I remember at one point reading, um, there's a small business resource in, in Alberta, in my province. And they said that a small business is defined as any business with five to 20 employees. And I thought, okay, I guess I'm a micro business forever because my goal is not to have a full team of people. I don't run a product-based business and my service-based business is really about me. That's the one thing that can't scale as a speaker. So yes, I will need support. And yes, I need people on my team, but if I have to wait to get 20 people before I'm running a business that isn't a small business, I'm going to be waiting a long time. I've also heard some garbage about how you aren't an entrepreneur unless you've mortgaged your home or acquired significant debt for your business. So you're not a legitimate entrepreneur unless you're 200 grand in debt. You're not an entrepreneur unless you've been incorporated for X number of years. I have also seen people, uh, re they reconsider their business anniversary. It's not when they started their, their business, it's when they incorporated their business because for some people that date is very important. Um, you're not an entrepreneur unless you have X number of employees or team members working for you. Or you're not an entrepreneur unless you have outside funding or go the VC or venture capitalist route to raise capital. LP, what other garbage have you heard? Well, to go into the hustle aspect of it, you're not an entrepreneur unless you've worked X amount of days straight with no sleep or have missed significant family time or have had to say no to a family vacation. You'll often see talk about those personal sacrifices that you're not a legit entrepreneur or business owner unless you've sacrificed all of this stuff. 
right? The blood, sweat, and tears element. You're not a real entrepreneur unless you're working on five hours of sleep. You're not a real entrepreneur unless you're part of the 4 a.m. club that gets up to go on the treadmill for an hour and a half and read three books and listen to these podcasts and then go into your team. And as I hear these things, I just get all of these crunchy feelings because everything that's here, I'm like, well, I guess I'm not an entrepreneur. Guess I'm not an entrepreneur. Guess not. Nope. Nope. Not this one either. Nope. Not all of a sudden I'm like, okay, so freelancer is the word then I guess, because I'm not hitting any of these criteria. And yet when I use the word freelancer, it doesn't actually feel like it describes what I really do. So from what I, I have read, and we link to a couple articles in the show notes, um, this is by no means the correct labeling, but I did find this understanding of what an entrepreneur is a little bit helpful. It said that the term entrepreneur generally refers to someone who has incorporated their business, separating it from their personal finances, and keeping the business as a separate legal entity. Interestingly, there is also discussion about how being a business owner is different than an entrepreneur because of the types of work. That somehow an entrepreneur is classified as a person who takes on more intellectual and creative work, as opposed to having more manual skills or someone who's come from a job where these skills were previously used. Liz, tell us about your face. Um, I have bullshit written all over my face. hundred <laughs> percent classist bullshit. An entrepreneur is an intellectual versus somebody who is, is doing a manual task or using a skill that they've used before. That was really frustrating to me. I can see the legal side. I understand how that, that piece of paper might matter to somebody, but I think that we're really splitting hairs on business owner versus entrepreneurs and doing it in such a shitty way that just makes people feel terrible about what they're doing. Um, one study in particular that we have linked in the show notes notes that the legal status distinction of being incorporated or not appears to reflect how many business owners already think of themselves. So what that means is if you think of yourself as I am going to be a successful person in business, we'll, we'll leave the terms out right now. If I think I'm going to be successful, if I think I'm going to run a profitable business, then I am somebody who is more likely to go the incorporation route from the get-go. So there's a sense of confidence that comes with this. If I'm very confident in myself and what I'm building and my ability to be profitable, then I'm more likely to incorporate from the beginning and use that label entrepreneur because it feeds into this loop of using my confidence to create more confidence and legitimacy. I know that for me, I am one person. This is not the right way or the only way. For me, it came down to the numbers and working with my accountant to decide based on my revenue, when is the right time to incorporate my business? That was what worked for me. And it wasn't a universal rule. And I imagine it changes from province to province and country to country. What I'm most curious about is who makes the call on these titles and how important are they? Liz, knowing that you introduce yourself to different people in different ways, how important do these titles feel for you? Not that important. 
Uh, oftentimes, if I do choose one of these titles that we've mentioned, I will typically go the freelancer route. But a lot of times I avoid it entirely. And I say, I'm a digital communication specialist who works with clients across North America. So I avoid it entirely so that I don't put myself into one of these categories because one, I don't know what these categories are. And two, I don't know what the person I'm having a conversation with perceives those categories as. So usually I skip it entirely yeah. uh, if, if I'm able to do that. Right. And I like this element. We've talked about how we need to focus on the results of our work and the impact of our work instead of the title. I can't think of the last time that I said, oh, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I typically will use business owner. But I will also say, oh, I'm a business strategist and speaker, and I work with really ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders to help them get off the sidelines, claim their spotlight and get more of what they want. And that not only creates more curiosity and lends itself to people going, oh, that's interesting. The next question is often, do you do that for a company or who do you work with? And that's where it will go into, no, I run my own business. I do this on the side, but I'm also not here to peacock around and say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur or my date of incorporation is December 12th, 2021. Who cares, right? There's, there's a big element of who cares here. Um, I don't think I'm the expert on, on this conversation. I don't have a fully defined index of what each of these words means. I also could find one that looks completely different. If I looked up five different articles, I'm going to find five different things. So if I'm to, to bottom line the conversation, I think the bottom line is call yourself what feels good. Resist the urge to use your title to prove something. And instead, when people ask what you do, which is admittedly a boring ass question, focus on the results that you help other people get. So like Liz says, I'm a digital communication specialist for clients around North America. I help people fulfill their objectives using digital media in creative ways. That's a hell of a lot more exciting than I'm a freelancer, which comes with, with its inevitable judgment and questioning just as business owner does, just as entrepreneur does. Do great work. Stand up for yourself and find the language that works for you. And if you're confident in what you're building, channel this confidence into what helps you get to your goals. And for some people, that might be mompreneur. That might connect with you. That might connect with your audience. It very much doesn't for me. I think it's, I think it's icky. I think it's devaluing both of those words. I think it's introducing family status in a way that isn't necessary. But that's me. I'm one person. I believe that we have enough balls in the air. We have enough circumstances to consider and we have done enough pivoting and changing and re-strategizing and rethinking. We've got enough on our minds. I don't know if this debate gets much more energy than it already has. And as somebody who has hedged on titles, and has had to break down some of my own beliefs about needing more degrees and more credentials, the bottom line is that I am not losing any more sleep over this. And I hope you don't either. In the big scheme of things, this is one little question. And like I said in the beginning, for, 
for both LP and I, we believe language is incredibly important. And so to have the context of, of two people who love to use language correctly, this is one of those pieces that at this moment in spring 2022, I don't know if this is where we dig our heels into the ground and say, I'm fighting for this title. I'm fighting to prove something. Because if we put too much energy into trying to prove something, we're actually neglecting the great work that we're doing. And we're neglecting those results. We are putting our energy in places where it doesn't really matter. For me, if it even matters to you, I use the word entrepreneur. And for me, I guess it's freelancer, full-time freelancer. Okay. Tell me about the qualification of full-time. I don't know. I guess it's my own preconceived notions of freelancer that a freelancer doesn't work as much. I don't know. That's silly. To me, freelancer feels like little projects here and there that isn't a full day's work. Again, we're going back to, to what we all think these terms mean, but I think I use full-time freelancer more often than I use just freelancer for some reason, Mm -hmm. which is a whole other probably episode and therapy session to unpack. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we could do that too. I, I'm, I want to pull a little bit from you, Liz, because I know that you are not the only person who has experienced this. How do you think having started as a freelancer while working a full-time job, how do you think that impacts the way you think of yourself and your title? Well, that's probably a part of it as well, because when I started my business, I was doing it evenings and weekends outside of working a corporate job. So at the time I was a part-time freelancer, which I think when I think about freelancing, regardless of industry, I don't think of an eight hour day. Historically, that's how I've considered it. So now that I am doing it full-time, for some reason, I feel it's important to have that full-time distinction. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What would it take, if anything, to, be, to, to own the title of business owner? Or is that not a word that connects with you? It doesn't really connect with me. Yeah. I used it when I was chatting with someone yesterday who owns a physical brick-and-mortar store. And she asked what I do. And I said, business owner, because I felt like she understood that language. Right. I don't know. Business owner just doesn't feel authentic to me. I feel like business owner is the gray area between freelancer and entrepreneur. Yeah, I think you're right. Business owner for me is what feels safe when I'm not using the word entrepreneur, which again, I I don't introduce myself that way. But I feel like business owner encapsulates a lot of of what we're trying to to do here. This is what works for us. I'm I'm not a boss, babe. I'm not a CEO. I'm not a mompreneur. And that's okay because it works for me. I've outgrown boss, babe and hustling. And I'm really pleased by that. I will proudly use entrepreneur when it makes sense, if it makes sense. But more often... It's about the results and the impact that I can have on my clients, my community, and the people that I work with and work for. I will also tell you that when I incorporated my business, there was no confetti from the ceiling. There is no secret membership card. I didn't get a big check presented to me. There was really nothing, nothing magical beyond spending some money at a janky registry office and taking home a piece of paper that I then sent to my accountant. 
but it was a title that worked for me. And I, it was about a, it was a financial decision of where I was at in my business. So knowing that, that Liz and I have, have talked at length about this and we don't have the right answer, I would love to know from our listeners, please join us on Instagram and tell us what do you call yourself and what makes that title feel great for you? What is it about that title that feels right? If we can create this brave space where this isn't about judging what your title is or trying to move you up a level, it's a question of curiosity and building some comfort with, we don't have to have the exact right answer or subscribe to the dictionary definition, but we find a title that works for us and we use it and we sleep at night and focus on doing the work. In our next episode, we are going to dig into some of the forgotten perks and behaviors that leaders and entrepreneurs have, but sometimes forget to action. And we're going to share some ideas of how to bring back some of the initial fire and creativity and perks of being an entrepreneur or leader. Once again, please join us on Instagram at the Amanda Wagner and tell us what do you call yourself and what makes you feel great about that label? We would love to know, and the more people that we have having this conversation, the more creative we let ourselves be and the more permission we have to not stick ourselves in any particular box and start talking about the much more interesting stuff, which is results and impact. I would love to know if you have a favorite conference or event, or you or your company host events for entrepreneurs and leaders, and you're looking for an engaging speaker that your audience will actually remember, I am your person. I am on the hunt for speaking gigs for the rest of 2022. So please go to theamandawagner.com slash speaking to find out more about custom keynotes and my favorite topics to speak on. And if you need help with your social media platforms and telling your story online, connect with me at Liz Pittman on Instagram or visit lizpittman.com. This conversation has fired me up. And it's something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while and didn't know the right way to do it. So even though I think we've, we've posed more questions than answers, my hope is that you know that you are not alone in some of these feelings and that you can rest easy knowing that you don't have to pick one title forever. You can introduce yourself however the hell you want and that this is not something worth losing any sleep over. We will be back in two weeks with our next episode about those forgotten perks and behaviors that leaders and entrepreneurs have. Until then, you know where to find us on the internet. I love that we have matching nail polish. I know. I got to touch mine up. Wow. They're starting to get a little chippy over here. I can't tell from here. It's good. Wait, what does your, what does your dad or uncle say? You couldn't, you can't see it from the road. You'll never see it from the road. You'll never see it from the road.